Are we good? Okay. Hello, this is Doctor Barbara Kiel. Actually, a lot of my clients prefer to call me Doctor Bibi, and I quite like it, to be honest, because I think there is a ring to it, Doctor Bibi. Don't you think? Anyways, you are listening to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast which will show you how easy it is to be honest. What? You don't believe me? Well, stick around, and me and my co-host will show you exactly how it's done. Hello, everyone. This is Doctor Bibi, and Happy New Year. To all my audience, and allow me to wish you and your loved ones a very healthy, happy, and prosperous 2021. So now let us set the energy of this episode together. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it for five seconds, and let it out with a sigh. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you are driving or operating heavy machinery. Now let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe, and all is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath, and let it out with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Okay. So in the last three episodes, I started to introduce、uh, the five A's of. The basic emotional food group, and the first A is attention. Second is affection, and last week I talked about appreciation, and today I am going to talk about the fourth A, which is allowance. So, what is allowance? Allowance is the acceptance that. We human beings are fallible. In other words, we are fallible, and so we ought to accept this fact and allow us to make mistakes and not try to be a perfectionist. Recently, I read an article written by Professor Jonathan Crow. Who is with the School of Law at the University of Queensland?
and the current president of the Australian Society of Legal Philosophy. And in one of the articles he wrote back in 2015, he said that humans are fallible, and that this fallibility is the hardest thing for us to grasp. And I most certainly agree with him. He went on to say that we have limited knowledge. And the limits of our knowledge routinely prevent us from realizing just how much we do not know. And I often say we don't know what we don't know. And our reasoning processes are prone to various forms of distortion and bias. And these distortions and biases often cause us to overlook our own partiality. And we are prone to favor familiar people and concepts over the unfamiliar, and our lack of understanding of other viewpoints prevents us from realizing the ways in which we marginalize them. So, what has he got to say about the psychological fallibility of humans? He wrote that it is not only that humans face serious challenges in analyzing the information necessary to organize a complex society. The decisions humans make based on the information they have also tend to be distorted by various kinds of cognitive biases, and these include in-group bias. That is the tendency to treat people you know more favorably than strangers, and another is confirmation bias, which is the tendency to prefer pre-existing ideas and concepts to rival hypotheses. And he also touched on that the psychological bias towards familiar ideas and concepts has deep, deep implications for the role of ethics in guiding human behavior. He said humans naturally tend to treat their own interests as more important than those of other people, and therefore I mentioned. Many times in my podcast, that we as human beings, it is important for us to be aware of how we express our narcissism. He then went on to say, we also tend to treat people for whom we have personal affinity more favorably than strangers. And philosophers, at least since Aristotle. Have noted the challenge this poses for political deliberation, and this was one reason Aristotle favored government by laws over government by humans. Now, audience, don't worry. I am not going to talk politics relating to allowance. However, what I want to emphasize is the importance of allowing ourselves. To make mistakes, 
And I agree with Associate Professor Jonathan that the only honest response to human fallibility is to be humble about our abilities. We should recognize that we are prone to mistakes and welcome advice and oversight from others. I made a mistake. These are the four words that nobody ever wants to have to admit. However, we all know that everyone makes mistakes, right? And we have been taught when we are young that we learn from our mistakes. So why not make more mistakes and learn from it? We definitely can talk about it later because probably we were being punished instead of rewarded to be honest about making a mistake. There's one common reason why people find it difficult to admit their mistakes. Having said that, mistakes don't always have to be bad. And the human reaction to making a mistake is usually a bad one for the reason that I just mentioned. So if you are like me, who is a human being, at times, if you beat yourself up over making careless mistakes, then you may have the tendency to strive for perfection and hate to disappoint people. But in reality... We all make mistakes. So if you replay everything in your head and try to figure out where you went wrong, in the end, you have to live with what you did. If you are lucky enough, the mistake can be fixed. Realizing that it is okay to make mistakes is the key to helping you live a happier life. As I mentioned a minute ago, Mistakes are life lessons. Every mistake you make is a valuable lesson gained, despite what we have been taught when we are young. Mistakes are a way of teaching you. You learn through every mistake you make, even if it's a little one. It is hard to admit that you made a mistake, I know. But once you do it, it feels so much better. And you aren't the only one. Also, it is important, my audience, to know, to really get into your head that nobody is perfect. Okay, more often than not, we meet a lot of people who strive for perfection in life. But it is impossible to be perfect. Because there is no perfection Perfection does not exist, my audience. Mistakes help us learn and grow as a person. And as long as you are trying your best, then that is perfectly fine. We are fallible, remember? So therefore, we all have the need of allowance, meaning allowing ourselves to be flawed, to be imperfect, to regularly make mistakes. 
or once in the blue moon a a biggie a big mistake and following that we also have to learn to forgive ourselves why because we were not created to be perfect making mistakes is part of being human everyone was created differently now if you think some people are perfect get that idea out of your head right now okay everyone makes mistakes i repeat everyone makes mistakes including me they are inevitable so you try your best to avoid them but they still happen so audience just remember that it's okay to make mistakes besides one mistake or a few mistakes it doesn't dictate the rest of your life forgetting to study for one test and failing doesn't mean your college career is over mistakes simply mean learn and be stronger a rebounding from a mistake is one of the best things you can do and so we could learn f- resilience and to be honest mistakes are a part of life take a deep breath and overcome your mistake it needs practice because it is a skill don't let your mistake drag you down because why your mistake doesn't define you and it doesn't make you the worst person in the world it simply makes you human and you are stronger than your mistake and therefore it is one of the basic emotional food group allowance embrace that audience now my audience i'm not so sure whether any one of you has ever been accused of trying to be better than perfect perfectionism alone is difficult enough to cope with but it's also long been thought to play a role in the development and maintenance of obsessive compulsive disorder OCD and other forms of mental illness so let's explore the relationship between OCD and perfectionism for the next 5 minutes Now before we talk about perfectionism and OCD it's important to define perfectionism healthy perfectionism to some degree can be beneficial of course I I won't deny that when contrasted with the other end of the spectrum perfectionistic tendencies are typically preferable to slob tendencies So how do you know what is healthy and not only healthy but ideal and what is not Research on perfectionism has indicated that there are two main types of perfectionism the adaptive healthy perfectionism and maladaptive unhealthy perfectionism So let me talk about the healthy one first shall we So the healthy perfectionism t- 
tends to be associated with good psychological well-being and high achievement both at school and at work and, of course, personal life, meaning relationships. This type of perfectionism is characterized by conscientiousness, goal-directed behaviors, good organizational skills, high standards for yourself as well as others, persistence in the face of adversity is one of the most important characteristics of healthy perfectionism. On the other hand, maladaptive or unhealthy perfectionism has been associated with distress, impaired self-esteem, and symptoms of mental illness. And this type of perfectionism is characterized by being heavily invested in the high expectations of others, such as parents or employers, doubts about whether you are doing something correctly, excessive preoccupation with control, excessive preoccupation with past mistakes, and last but not least, fears about making new mistakes. And the unhealthy form of perfectionism has been strongly linked to obsessive-compulsive disorder. Perfectionism appears to be particularly strong if you have a strong need for things to be done just right or require certainty or a specific way. For instance, unhealthy perfectionism tends to be very high if you feel that your compulsions have to be done in exactly the right way. In these cases, it is not uncommon to believe that if the compulsion is carried out perfectly, a feared outcome, such as the death of a loved one, will be avoided. Also, unhealthy perfectionism tends to be high if your OCD symptoms revolve around checking, specifically if you do not feel you have perfect certainty that you have locked the door or turned off the stove, you might return to check these items over and over again. And tied to this is the excessive fear of making a catastrophic mistake. So you might worry about things such as leaving the door open all day or burning down the house by leaving the stove on. Why? Because by checking over and over again reinforces the idea that you are not perfect or possibly even losing your mind. So this can make you feel even worse and less self-confident, which can then worsen checking behaviors. And unhealthy OCD perfectionism may help to perpetuate obsessions. For instance, like many people with OCD, you might believe that you must have complete control over your thoughts. And when a bizarre or 
distressing thought pops intrusively into your mind, you label these thoughts as dangerous because they are out of your control. Now, this causes you to monitor the thought even more closely, which can help to create an obsession or possible symptom of rumination. So on that note, my dear audience, the fourth A of uh, the basic emotional food group, allowance, is a very important need. So allow yourself to make mistakes because we are fallible human beings and we make mistakes and that is okay. So my audience, until next week, stay safe, learn heaps and find the courage to be honest. So bye for now. This podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-K-I-A-O.com. <laughs>